0: People of the world, it's The Brothers Talk with your hosts Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook, You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brother's Talk on Twitter, The Brother's Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Welcome, Brother's Talk family around the world, wherever you're listening in and holding your critical thinking conversations to promote activism and uplift our people. To all first time listeners, we're glad you're here to help with the work of encouraging and educating as we endorse and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals to empower and enrich the Black community. The new COVID reality is that the majority of the population has turned off their precautions, but we remind you that coronavirus is here to stay with the latest Omicron subvariant Arcturus. Very much infectious and deadly, and the government as well as the medical experts are forecasting another new surge again this fall and winter. We still consider it our job to keep mentioning it because someone has to because it's literally still a matter of life and death. So be careful when you're out and about and the health professionals are still advising that you get your vaccinations or the newest boosters. And remember that wearing a mask in crowded situations helps prevent the spread of all respiratory infections, including the flu and RSV2. Finally, please use plenty of disinfectants when traveling this summer to all those weddings, graduations, and reunions so that your trip doesn't end up with you or any of your medically fragile family and friends in the hospital or worse. And because you definitely don't want to bring anything deadly back with you when you return home. Come on now, we've still got to be smarter than our government and the masses because we can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Noah.
1: Thanks, Rod. And hey, family, thank you for your continued support. And as usual and always, we're going to keep beating the drum about protecting yourself and loved ones and other people from the from this uh, virus. They don't want to call it a pandemic, but it has to be called a pandemic still. Because there are at least two hundred people a day still dying from the virus. You also, I was recently uh, out of town, uh, and um, on the plane, I think I saw maybe five people with their masks on, and and I'm like, Jesus Christ! What do you know? What you know? I I, I really don't get it. You know, when you got over a million people who died from the uh, from the uh, from the virus. And yet, you still have people out here preaching these lies that the vaccine doesn't work and uh, wearing the masks and social distancing and all those different things don't work. I'm afraid that what's going to happen is this fall, we're going to have another major outbreak because people are being cal- uh, just too cavalier about protecting themselves and their family members so um oh, once again if you don't want to protect yourself protect
2: other people wear a mask and get vaccinated norm thanks god you know i wanted to show the, the our public and our listeners how karma works florida utah and oklahoma really are on the are, are banning books. From, from our students, from schools, from what have you, literally because of the content. And many people just don't like actual history and truths and facts being taught. Well, karma has hit many people in this state because now those three states literally are banning the Bible because of the content. And the Bible reflects, again, content that a lot of people don't like, but except because it is the Bible. So they actually have been bitten by the same game that they're playing. And I just wanted to point that out. We have to be aware of this fascism taking over the country. And uh, we're going to have to stand up and start fighting this. So we're
0: embarking this week on a conversation around capitalism and basically the evils of it, because there's just evidence all around us that capitalism as a system has gone wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that we're championing socialism, even though a whole lot of what goes on in this country is already socialist. You know, people have Social Security when you have a military and policing and fire departments that are all based on the socialist principles of everybody paying in and the government funding the rest. That is effectively socialism. But that's not our issue today. When we talk about capitalism, it's just some of the things that we see That means that the system that they are trying to champion really doesn't work the way they are trying to preach that it does. And specifically, when we see commercials literally every day for hospitals like St. Jude, when we see these other fundraising issues for everything from care for unwanted pets to care for or trying to find cures for cancer and other degree diseases that are literally being solicited from the core mass of the people who are not millionaires and billionaires, that top 2%, according to all reasonable estimates control some 90% of the wealth. And so we're talking about these 400 billionaires before you even get to the folks who have the hundreds of millions, but you've got these billionaires who each and every one of them, in my personal opinion, could take on one of these pet causes, like curing cancer or curing diabetes or curing curing other diseases that need more research and funding. They could write checks for a billion dollars each, and instead of these organizations having to come To the mass public, that would go a long way to helping to secure the futures of so many people who are dying literally every day from these diseases because the research is not funded thoroughly. So, when we talk about capitalism having gone wrong, that's got to be a part of the process. And every time there's Biden and company who's talking about putting these taxes on the richest Americans, there's this pushback from people who will never ever see that kind of money. But what they do buy into is the old Horatio Alger idea that they will someday be rich. And the old story is still the truth. If everybody were rich, then nobody's going to be rich. And the fact that you have to have poor in order for these other people to be rich just means that you cannot have a system where so many people can have so much because it takes away from the others who have so little. And that constant flow of money going to the richest 2% means that money is going away from the other 98%. People don't want to recognize that back in 1960, when Kennedy was the president, the highest tax rate on the top income earners was 90%. And so nobody's itching for a return to that. But there's got to be something that evens out the playing field and stops a situation where so many billionaires are being created and all they're doing is really sitting on the money while all these other causes are trying to be funded by people who really don't have it to spare.
1: You know, uh, the problem that I have with capitalism and and what's going wrong with it is uh, there's an article right now that I've just looked at. And it says a Wall Street trader made a 7.5 million, made 7.5 million dollar windfall on a suspiciously timed investment ahead of a surprise debt s- limit deal concession. And basically, what they're saying is he has some insider information. And uh, that's one of the problems I have with the cap whole capitalism. It's all tied to Wall Street. And 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 the people in Wall Street—it's just a—it's a system that's rigged. When you take a look at most of the people who are working on Wall Street, they came—they went to these Ivy League schools. They've been told that they're the smartest, they're the sharpest, they're the brightest. The Ivy League schools are the best in the world, so they're going to those schools. And now, from those schools, they—they're running Fortune 500 companies, and they're out here uh, working in Wall Street. Well. When you're in the stock market, basically it's, it's like going to a casino gambling. The difference is on Wall Street, these people who are the superstars are hedge funds managers or 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 people who are who are betting against the market, they're using insider information. They're using information just like that that article I just talked about that this guy got from somebody else that the rest of the population don't have that poor people we're not in proximity to those people that got millions and millions of dollars so guess what uh you don't get that information they get that information and then they prey on you and and everybody pat them on the back like they're these these great real smart they work hard and all that nonsense it's nonsense and the other thing to me with capitalism, one of the other thing is that Rod mentioned all these billionaires being mentioned being being made, yeah, you got all these billionaires being made uh because of this system, and then you got these billionaires who think that they know what's best for everybody else just because how some hook or crook or whatever they made all this money and they think they know what's best for people who are not billionaires or mainly
2: the underserved, and the poor people. My issue with capitalism is really the corporate subsidies and how many of these billionaires and millionaires literally are making their money on the backs of the working-class people of this country through the government. And literally, today, we have corporations, the same corporations, Scott, that like you just mentioned, that employ these um, Ivy League school graduates, what have you, they're writing their own legislation. They're literally fixing the system so they can win and they can profit off the government while the people have to fight to get basic, any basic le- legislation or basic benefits. And another issue I have with our government and this capitalistic system is our health care shouldn't be tied to profit. That's why we don't have the best health care in the year uh, me, on, the, on the planet. We have the most expensive because it's for profit. We don't have the best. We don't get the best outcomes here. Those are my issues for capitalism.
0: And other things I see, how do we have a homeless and a hunger problem in this country? How do we have veterans who are on the streets with mental issues? And again, we've got billionaires and 400 plus of them who, if each one of them wrote a check for a billion dollars, means that's $400 billion that could be directly sent to make sure that they address the hunger problem. We got hungry children going to sleep at night being homeless. We've got hundreds of thousands of homeless Americans when all of this money is being concentrated in this small group of people. And one of the things they do, there's an evilness about them that I believe because not only do they try to insulate themselves from it, but it's almost like we live in a system of the old feudal type of European situation where you have these fiefdoms of these people who want to be insulated from the masses and they make sure that they do whatever they can to control the messaging so that one, it doesn't really get to them and two, that people don't turn against them because when we see that 2%, you can't tell me that most people understand the old civics lesson that simply says that for that 2% to get as much as they have that means it's taken away from the other 98%. You know, we still have people in this country who believe that the US Treasury and the mint actually prints up an unlimited supply of money and not knowing that they control the amount of money in circulation. So For every dollar that goes to a billionaire, that's a dollar that's taken away from somebody who either just slipped below the poverty line or already is below the poverty line or somebody in the middle class. And if that story were really to be told, then you're going to have situations like has always happened in these areas where you had a direct disproportionate amount of wealth in the hands of a small few is that those people would revoke. But they have learned that lesson well enough to realize that what they have to do is keep the rest of the country squabbling over nonsense, squabbling over LGBTQI, squabbling over immigrants, squabbling over over racism and genderism so that they don't ever get together and realize that the actual problem is the fact that that 2% is continuing to create a miserable situation situation for the rest of the country
1: right well, it's It's hard to disagree with any of what you said because you know, those are my thoughts also. Uh, one of the things uh, to me, I had a conversation with a uh ex worker and I was we were talking about this very thing, not in such detail, but we were just talking about uh, capitalism. And I told him, I have no issue with capitalism. The problem is this is not a pure capitalistic um, system that we're running. And 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 he was, of course, in denial with that because he said that he had studied with one of the top economists uh, in the world at Berkeley and that's whole nonsense. And I was like, I don't care who you studied with. The issue here is when you start talking about economics and capitalism, it's supposed to be about supply and demand not about, well, like what Microsoft did over the years, stop, stunt the growth and bought out companies and all the competition. And that's what's going on, still going on with Google, with, with, with um, Facebook or Meta, with all of these large IT companies, you still have that same situation going on. And uh, I didn't think that capitalism was supposed to, uh, exist that way. I thought capitalism was all about, hey, if you got a got a product that people want, you got a better product. But if, when you're denying these products to come to market, to come to fruition, uh, without any competition, and because you paying you're paying off politicians the right policies and laws to benefit your company or your sector of the economy, uh that that's not capitalism. And I don't think that people look at it that way. And that's really what's going on here, and we don't have a seat at the table to get the kind of knowledge what, that we
2: need to compete on that level. And on top of that, in our political realm, is based on capitalism also because now, I mean, under the law of this country, corporations are people. So now you have the same companies that can fund politicians again, loading up the game so they can win literally writing up their own policies and laws. How's a common person supposed to benefit from that? Which is why they aren't. Corporate profits have skyrocketed. Executive salaries have skyrocketed. But literally, wages have pretty much remained stagnant. The game is fixed here. This is not pure capitalism. So
0: this is our first salvo as we take a look at the evils and problems with Capitalism as it is currently defined in this country, because Scott made the great point that capitalism is not the classic capitalism of survival of the fittest. And it certainly isn't the idea of monopolizing situations and the government supporting that process. So we will continue to. Bring more of this to your attention as we'll have a second go at it next time. But in the meantime, in our Black Business Spotlight, when Angel Gregorio opened a new location for her specialty spice shop called the Spice Suite, she invited several other Black women business owners to join her. Instead of just opening her own brick and mortar, she transformed a lot in DC's Langdon neighborhood into a retail community for local Black owned businesses. She dubbed the space Black and forth. She purchased the space for more than $1 million in December of 2021, in part with DC government dollars. One of Mayor Muriel Bowser's announced goals is to increase the share of minority owned businesses to 33% by 2028. And Gregorio is helping the city to meet that goal. She was the first applicant of the city's commercial property acquisition fund, which provides assistance through grants of up to $750,000 or 25% of the sale price to eligible businesses aiming to expand or maintain a commercial property. To date, the Bowser administration has awarded $4 million to 12 businesses through the first round of the Commercial Property Acquisition Fund, and applications are still open if you're in the DC area. Well, that's a wrap for this show, and remember, You can share your thoughts with us and follow and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as your questions and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us to brotherstalk at gmail.com. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until our next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and your interest, and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, Let's
1: do better today because that's all we really have.